Good evening and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Praise God and thank you for tuning in tonight to another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. We are coming to you live from the WMCA studio in downtown New York City. My name is Micah and I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage and tonight we continue our series on the I Am Statements of Jesus Christ and we're joined tonight by one of our favorite regular panelists. As always, if you want to join our conversation or if you'd like someone to pray with, we have call screeners standing by at 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, you know what one of my favorite things about Christmas is? I I know. The music. (laughs) That's absolutely (laughs) one of my favorite things, but one of my other favorite things is all the lights. So as we get closer and closer to that day of the year where there's the least amount of daylight, December 21st, the whole Western world seems to light up with Christmas lights. And just as I was pulling up to the studio tonight, there's Zuccotti Park right next to our radio station, and it's just every single tree is wrapped around with white lights. so beautiful. In a way, we're in the heart of the dark, spiritually speaking. Yeah. But the city does light up with some beautiful lights Mm -hmm. at Rockefeller Center, like you said, at Zuccotti Park, I'm sure many parks, Mm -hmm. uh, because Christmas is all about the light of the world. Yeah. And guess what our program is on tonight? (laughs) That Jesus declared in John chapter 8, I am the light Light of the the world. world. Amen. And so praise God that we can talk about Jesus and that w- w- is so wonderful to just talk about Jesus yeah. Christ mm-hmm. because he is a great savior and he is the light of the world. Mm. I just want to give a quick shout out to dear people in my life for many years. And that's Jessica with her mom and dad. Her dad is Allenson and her mom, Kathleen. And they live not far from where we are right here. Mm. And I've known them all the way back to 1984 when I was in Brooklyn. Wow. And her dad, Allenson, was our first deacon in in the church there at City View Baptist Church in Mm. the heart of Brooklyn there. And Jessica was just a little girl, and now Jessica's a big girl. And and her mom and dad are here visiting with her from St. Lucia. So praise God for the the James family. Yes, we love you guys. Yeah, be strong and get well. And uh, good to have you back with us, uh, as Micah announced, one of our favorite studio panelists. So there you are, Emmanuel. Good to have you. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Micah. It's good to be here again. <laughs> and really, we just invited you because your name, Emmanuel, is reminds us also of the Christmas season. <laughs> you know? What a, that. what a great name. I think I'm going to do a message about Emmanuel. That'll be, it's going to be my message on Christmas Day at, at Heritage Baptist wow. Church. Mm. God with us. Well... Good to have you, though, back with us, uh, Emmanuel, and we're looking forward to just sharing together. And why don't we start reading the scripture in John chapter 8, as we do continue our series in the great declaration, I am statements of Jesus. And tonight we'll go right into John 8, how Jesus is the light of the world. And we're going to start at verse number 12. Uh, John eight twelve. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, 
Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell me whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. Amen. And I am one that bear witness of myself. And the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, you should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, for the light of the world, Lord, that you sent, and we do celebrate it at this time of year, Lord. So we just thank you, God, and we just pray that as we talk about your Son, Lord, tonight, that you will give us the words and your Spirit will fill this radio studio lord uh bless our listeners and we pray this in jesus name amen amen so jesus makes this great declaration mm. toward the end of the feast of tabernacles and the feast of tabernacles was one of the most joyous weeks of the jewish year mm. it reminded israel of their wanderings through the wilderness of god's leading them and caring for them and of course it's called tabernacles because jewish pilgrims it was one of the three feasts, right, where all the Jewish men were to come mm -hmm. uh, to the city and they were to build booths. Mm -hmm. And they offered various sacrifices. And it was just an incredible feast. But one of the interesting things about it that was really added later is huge candelabra lights filled the Temple Mount at night. And this reminded of the, the people of the pillar of fire at night that, got, that represented the very presence of God leading them throughout their wilderness journey. So it was a feast of light, mm, mm -hmm. the Feast of Tabernacles. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, the declaration was clear. He's saying, I am that light mm. that led you through the wilderness. Mm. And so it's an amazing declaration as these massive candelabra lights filled Jerusalem as Jesus' words rang through the city, I am the light of the world. Light is an amazing thing, isn't it? And, you know, when I thought about this also, I just thought of memories of light mm -hmm. from our own lives. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus is using metaphors that we can't get away from. Right. Last week we talked about bread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. who, who's not eating bread? And, <laughs> and who doesn't live in the light? I mean, yeah. light. So, and I thought, well, what kind of memory and experience have you had with light that was really memorable and why don't we just start right there, Emmanuel? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I have mem many memories of light, like beautiful sunrises, sunsets. But there was one time, like uh, I remember this time in my childhood where I was a kid and I was, I don't know how old I was, but I couldn't reach the light switch. And especially during celebrations, there, the, the house is filled with sweets. Mm. And I loved my <laughs> midnight snacks. But just one obstacle. There's no light in the house. So I used to just pray to God, Lord, 
please protect me and i used to run to the fridge <laughs> and open the fridge and when i used to see the light i used to feel so safe yeah. that i made it the light of the refrigerator yes <laughs> you really wanted those sweets you you risked your life yes. for what kind of sweet was that a cookie or something or oh, oh the indian variety so uh, oh <laughs> the indian the indian variety dear friends by the way maybe you are struggling in darkness right now and mm-hmm. you feel like there's just darkness shrouded your life can we pray for you tonight that the lord's light would shine upon you that you would feel his love and his presence Mm. just as israel felt his light leading them through the wilderness give us a call right now at 929-333-3739 yeah pastor my um memory wasn't quite as cute as emmanuel's but uh four years ago i was on the island of Kauai for work and uh, made time to go up to Waimea Canyon, which is Hawaii's version of the Grand Canyon, and then up to the top of the Nepali coast, which is where Steven Spielberg filmed parts of the original Jurassic Park movie. It's just it's stunning up there, uh, the volcanic coastline, uh, the jagged mountains. They drop into a perfect blue ocean. Well, I had done some research ahead of time to find the best place up there to watch the sunset, and I made it to the exact spot just in time to see the golden sun sink into the ocean. But the thing that I wasn't expecting was that just as the sun set in the west, a huge silvery full moon was rising in the east. And I couldn't believe how blessed I was to experience this magnificent view of both the sun and the moon. You know, I was there at the exact right time of the month. And it just felt like I was as close as I would ever get to witnessing the creation of the lights of the firmament. And it reminded me of Genesis 1, 16 through 18, and I'll read it. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them up in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And I just think, you know, as spectacular as that light of the sun and the moon are, I know that they pale in comparison to the light of Jesus Christ in his glory. Yeah, we will see him one day and he will be the light of heaven itself. I guess my memory of light and just the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of that question is when we were kids, we would go on camping trips and we would leave Friday night. My dad would get home from work and we would drive all night and we were kids. So we would sleep all night. And I remember one year we drove all night. We were going to Myrtle Beach. And we got to Myrtle Beach, and we were there before the campground was open. But I, I remember st- uh, in the car, everybody was just kind of waking up, slumbering after the night of sleep, driving my, while my dad was driving. Yeah. And the sun was rising. And just the excitement of a kid, you know, we're going to go camping, we're going to go to the beach, we're going to have fun. The sun is rising. It was just like, just the memory of that brings such a joy in, in, in my heart because light speaks of hope. And it speaks of life itself. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ is the light of our world, dear friend. And we trust that you know him. So we're going to look at three things tonight, specifically about John chapter 8, Jesus, the light of the world. We're going to see how this speaks of an absolute declaration of who he is. Mm. He is the Lord as Mm -hmm. the light. Mm -hmm. Number two, we're going to see the absolute difference between light and darkness. And number three, we're going to see there's an absolute difference when we walk in the light from the darkness. So there's a declaration, a difference, and a deliverance. So let's, let's talk about light and this incredible declaration that Jesus Christ makes here. How important is light? Maybe we could start there. What, mm. what does this declaration reveal about who 
Jesus Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the importance of light, it really cannot be understated. So after creating the heaven and the earth, in the general sense, the first thing God created on day one was light. Genesis 1 verse 4, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And we know that nothing exists without light. We would freeze without the light. Our water would be ice without the light. Our plants wouldn't grow for food without the light. So light, literally, as you just said, Pastor, it equals life. And that's one reason why Jesus makes this statement, I am the light of the world, recorded by the Apostle John, who also wrote in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Mm. Wow. I mean, who else could make that statement other than God manifest Mm -hmm. in the flesh? Mm -hmm. In him was life. The very life our life. We have life because of him. And the life we have from him is our light. And he could be our personal light. Emmanuel? Yeah. uh, I mean, light is so fundamental to how we live life. Mm -hmm. Without it, we've got nothing, especially Mm. in this physical world. And if you think about spiritual life, Mm. without the spiritual light Mm -hmm. in our life, We are in absolute darkness. Mm. Um, C.S. Lewis uh, has quoted this. I believe, and he says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see the sun, but because of it, I see everything else. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Christianity and Jesus being the light of my personal life Mm -hmm. is important because through him, not just, it's not that I only see Jesus Christ, but through him, I see everything else, yeah. and I have a hope for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is the only way that we can see how things truly are. And yeah. another another way uh, the scripture uh, talks about light is in Psalm twenty-seven one, where the Lord, uh, where it states that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm-hmm. The right. knowledge of the Almighty comes with the strength of the Almighty. One of the names of our God is El Shaddai, which is the Almighty One. We mm. are strong as His children mm. when we are living in His light. And conversely, we are as weak as we can be mm-hmm. when we are separate in fo- from God. And that is the one place where the devil can deceive us, use us, and uh, yeah, use us for all his purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an Im- incredible declaration that only God himself can make. And the thing, too, about light, and perhaps it's been said, but I'll underscore it, is that light is not something that we merely see, although we do see light, mm-hmm. but we don't see without light. Mm. There's, we're in, without light, we're, we're in darkness, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ is the light, dear friend. So if you don't have him as your light, you are in that darkness, and we don't have life without light, mm-hmm. as Jesus is. You gave that verse, Micah. It's just amazing. In him was life, and the life of Jesus is the very light of men. Amazing. And I love in Revelation, in chapter 21 and verse 23, where it, it talks of, talking about the eternal city of God, mm-hmm. where it says the city had no need of the sun. Can you imagine? Mm. Now, I was once on going door to door and witnessing to people and uh, knocking on doors, and an atheist evolutionist said to me, how could there have been light created on the first day before there was a sun. Yeah. And honestly, 
I was stumped at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a good answer. But now I know the answer yeah. is that light does not require the sun. Right. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to have the sun to have light. You mm-hmm. have to have Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because here in the eternal city of God, there's no sun. Yeah. But there's plenty of light. Yeah. And just to piggyback onto that, Pastor, it always strikes me that in his earthly body, the true light of Jesus' appearance was completely concealed. You know, he looked just like us, an average human being. And that was a fulfillment of Isaiah 53, where it says that Jesus would have no beauty that people would desire him. But then in his glorified appearance, his beauty would be blinding and everyone who saw him would fall to the ground. And there's three places that I found in scripture that describe how Jesus is brighter than the sun. So the first time is when Jesus was transfigured before Peter, James, and John. In Matthew 17, 2, it says, And Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was as white as light. And then Paul, he describes his meeting with Jesus on the Damascus Road to King Agrippa in Acts twenty six thirteen. It says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me. And he went on to describe meeting Jesus. And then again, when Jesus appeared to John on the island of Patmos, John relays in Revelation 1.16, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. So it just really strikes me that, you know, the earthly version, version of Jesus in his regular earthly body was one thing, but what he really looks like yeah. was what you're talking about at the end of Revelation, where there's no need of the sun. He's that bright. Right. And when he did appear to Paul, he said, Ego a me. I am. I am. Wow. He said to Paul, I am Jesus. Mm. He is the light of the world. Praise the Lord. So that's the absolute declaration of Jesus, the light of the world. Let's focus in now on the absolute difference that the light makes because Jesus says here in John chapter 8 verse number 12 I am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life Mm -hmm. so it's the difference you shall not but you shall have you shall not walk in the darkness but you shall have the light of life and again dear friends We offer to you to give us a call to pray with a godly call screener tonight, a child of God who's here because they love you and want to be a blessing to you. And if you want prayer, spiritual counsel, call us right now at 929-333-3739. Maybe you've been walking in the darkness. We're going to talk about what it is to walk in the darkness versus walking in the light. But but you know maybe that you've been living in that dark place, and you don't want to be living there anymore. Call us right now, 929-333-3739. So let's talk about this for a few moments, and uh, Emmanuel, we'll start it off with you as far as just what is the absolute difference that Jesus makes for those who follow him. And in other words, we want to focus in here on what does it mean to follow him and walking in the light. What does it mean when we say walk in the light? What is it? What does that mean? Uh, Pastor, in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 5 from 8 to 12, we see a lot of uh, signs or gifts or fruits of the people who walk in the light. Uh, I'll just read a few. Um, for, for 
ye were sometimes darkness but now ye are in the light walk as children of the light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth that righteousness is one of the signs of the people who walk in the light in john 10:10 10, 10, uh, jesus also says that he comes that we all may have life and we might have it more mm. abundantly so in god's kingdom in his kingdom of light we have joy and abundance which is a big sign of his children not pain not hurt and not suffering and through the cross through the cross of jesus christ we can achieve this we can get that um we can yeah we you know what i love about ephesians 5 where he says for ye were sometimes in darkness but now but now so again mm-hmm. there's that that sharp difference mm-hmm. and the idea there is once upon a time yeah <laughs> we were all there mm-hmm. we were all there and before i was saved i walked in terrible darkness mm-hmm. i denied god i declared myself an atheist even though down in the depth of my heart I knew better mm-hmm. because when something went wrong I said oh my and then I I used God's name in vain mm. and but I was walking in the darkness of drunkenness mm. of drug abuse mm-hmm. of the rock and roll of that day of forgetfulness of God and dear friend maybe you're lost maybe you're walking in that darkness tonight and you need Jesus Christ to shine in your life he will If you come to him, he will not cast you out. Call upon him tonight and say, "Oh Lord, I've been in darkness. Please have mercy on my soul and save me. Deliver me. I believe, Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for me and rose again. Call upon him, dear friend. Call upon him from your heart. Ask him to save you if you need help." As the Ethiopian eunuch said, "How can I? I need somebody to guide me." Yeah. Well, that's why we're here. 929-333-3739. Once upon a time, could be the end of your time in darkness but now you could start walking in the light. Mm. Amen. And uh pastor if I can just go back to the story I mentioned about Hawaii, I'm not sure that I thought about it at the time, but when the beautiful full moon rose over Kauai, the light that I saw beaming down from it wasn't emanating from within the moon. It was actually a reflection of the sun. So the moon was reflecting the light of the sun and that's a pretty good illustration of what happens to us when we follow Jesus we reflect his light as you're talking about your testimony pastor before that i'm sure if i had met you i would have seen darkness in you you know when you were denying him when you were drinking and on drugs but then as you became a christian and you know i remember when i first met you 6 years ago you do emanate light you emanate light but it's not only coming from within you except that it's coming from the lord inside you and it's pretty you know it's a pretty good illustration of what happens as like even in the sermon on the mount Jesus talks about in Matthew 5 verse 14 says ye are the light of the world and then verse 16 your let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven and you know going back to the apostle Paul who gave that testimony to King Agrippa it was his exact exchange that he had he said Acts 26 verse 16 where Jesus then told Paul but rise and stand upon thy feet for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness jumping down to verse 18 to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of satan unto god that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me so not only do we receive that forgiveness 
and an inheritance from Jesus, but we pass his light on from that point forward onto others so that they too can go from darkness to light. Absolutely. Acts twenty six eighteen, dear friend. If you've not memorized that verse or looked at it carefully, open up your Bible to Acts twenty six eighteen. That shows the absolute difference, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Really between darkness and light. And praise God that we're delivered from that to walk in the light, dear friends. Amen. What I a verse I love is in First Peter two nine, talking about we're talking about the difference between walking in the light and walking in the darkness. And w- so what is it to walk in the light? That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about, right? Yeah. What is it? So here's a key element of walking in the light. First Peter 2, verse 9. It says that God has chosen us, and we are now a royal priesthood, which I love in Jesus Christ. We're all priests. Mm-hmm. We're a holy nation. We're a peculiar people that means we're a, a redeemed people and we are his own personal possession and this is a here it is that we should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so the difference is when we walk in the light we love to show forth his praise mm. i mean why do we like to go to church mm-hmm. i used to not like to go to church right. mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean to talk about when, when we were kids i remember going to church and i did not like to go to church one bit and they and singing out of the hymn book was like the most boring thing mm. that I could possibly imagine mm-hmm. back then. And we just wait. And those hymns were so long; those four lines <laughs> on each. Page. I was like, "Oh boy, is this thing ever going to be ever going to end?" You know. And yeah. and but now when I go to church, I love to sing those hymns. Yeah. The very and the, and now I understand. And I remember the first Christmas when I was saved, seeing those Christmas songs, mm. "Joy to the World, the Lord Has Come." Yeah. I never under—I never understood the most basic thing until yeah. I was saved. You yeah. Know? And Micah, we're going to have a beautiful Christmas service. Well, I was just going to talk about it because we, as this a choir, yeah, we've been practicing for our performance next week, and you know, it's not—it's only a performance for God. Um, but we were—we were. We were um, I'm not going to mention any names, but we, as we were singing these hymns I was gonna today, say it. I you was were going to say, say that it. too. I'll, yeah, okay. you're beating me to it. Okay, All right. Go ahead, well, go ahead. I, so as we were practicing our hymns today. You know, the last one that we were singing, it was just so beautiful that our conductor, Behold she our burst into tears, and I won't mention any names, Eunice, and then her sister burst into tears, I won't yeah. mention any names, Danielle, and then I think even our percussionist, Sid, burst yeah. into tears. I know, I know. Well, I remember the first time I listened to just the song as as in my at home, because the they sent yeah. the recordings. Mm-hmm. And I listened. I said, I don't know how we're going to get through this without crying. Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah. And then I looked up, and as we were singing, and and dear sister Eunice was was uh, crying in joy. Yeah. And I thought we're singing it right. You right. Know, that's what <laughs> <laughs> we must be singing. Finally, we're singing it fine. You know. Yeah. But uh, it's a very beautiful song. And dear friends, we want to invite you to our church. We'd love to have you come and hear us sing. These beautiful, it's like a little mini cantata mm-hmm. of songs, a medley of s- Christmas songs we'll be doing this Sunday, December 18th at 11 a.m. And we invite you to a very special service. If you if you have a friend or family member who's not a Christian, mm-hmm. this would be a great service yeah. to get an unsaved person to come to because it's mm-hmm. Christmas time. Yeah. And I'm going to do a very simple message about Jesus and salvation in him. It will be a blessing for you to come. And then afterwards, we're going to have one of my favorite meals of all time, pizza. 
<laughs> and wings. And wings. Okay. <laughs> but so, Pastor, wait, can I just go back yeah. to So I think that testimony, though, of you saying, you know, at one point you were going to church and you would sing out of the hymn book and you just couldn't oh. wait for it to be over to, on the flip side, when you go from that darkness to light, then you, you're so emotional that sometimes you cry as you're singing, as you're listening. I mean, that is a big transformation. Yeah, absolutely. It's the difference. And and I mentioned my rock music before. I, I brought my my rock albums to church one Sunday, and we smashed them up, mm. literally. And we put them in a garbage bag and threw them in, in, the, in the dumpster. And... And just because God gave me something so much better Amen. than that, and that is praises to him. So, dear friend, we love to give him praise. Emmanuel? Yes, Pastor. Another thing I just remembered was before I was saved, when I used to walk in the darkness, there used to be a lot of despair in me, mm. and I had no hope for the world. Mm. And that's when I realized today that w- with the light of this world, the one thing that I personally have is hope. Yeah. I have hope that mm-hmm. this mess of a world will be set right that all the tears will be wiped away yeah. and that justice will prevail and I have that hope because we are not alone because our God walks with us in every trial he's not a distant God but a personal savior mm. he is not a chance and nothingness as evolution or atheism yeah. uh, describes him he is not the fatalism of Islam and he's not a one in a million gods of paganism <laughs> but he's the one and the only true right. triune God that's right. He's not a light in the world. He is the. That is a definite article. That means there's one light, and this light is Jesus Christ. It's an absolute declaration who makes an absolute difference. In just a little while, we're going to talk about the deliverance, how we can have the deliverance from darkness to light. But first, we're going to play. This is a powerful song. Mm. And I like the songs we play on Heritage of Faith, but this one I love. <laughs> and so you're going to yeah. love this song. It's about how through Jesus Christ, we stand redeemed. I want to show you how much I love this song. It's in the, it's in the beginning of my Bible. Oh, wow. I can come before him unashamed. I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I stand redeemed before the great I am. So it fits to our theme. I am. And when he looks at me, he sees the nail-pierced hands that bought my liberty through Jesus Christ. Dear friends, we stand redeemed.
that's a powerful song. And dear friends, that's the great question of life. Are you redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? If not, give us a call at 929-333-3739. So we've been talking about Jesus, the light of the world, and we're talking about the absolute difference he makes between walking in light versus walking in darkness. We talked about what it is to walk in the light. And now let's kind of think about what does it mean when Jesus says we'll not walk in darkness. Well, what is it to walk in darkness? Mm -hmm. Do you know anybody? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know anybody who's walking in the darkness? We all were there. But so let's talk about that, Micah. What what would you say it looks like when people are walking in darkness? Yeah, well, I was talking with someone recently about Jesus' words, you must be born again from John chapter 3 and... For the first time, I really was thinking about it from the baby's perspective. And I just thought, you know, what's the biggest difference for a baby before he or she is born versus immediately after they're born? And I thought, well, the biggest difference would surely be from going from the darkness inside the womb to the light outside of it. You know, most babies, they open their eyes within minutes of birth, if not immediately. And it must be quite a shock to see light for the first time after living their entire nine-month existence in darkness well for those pastor who have yet to accept jesus whether they realize it or not they are living in darkness too you know they're part of a fallen world where the devil has dominion where all kinds of sin abounds some have embraced that darkness and knowingly rejected their creator and others are living in darkness by default well the apostle paul he encourages christians all throughout his letters to remember that we live in the light and to act like it. He says in Romans 13:12, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Mm, yeah, and then he even enumerates what walking in darkness is like. It's rioting, it's drunkenness, it's chambering, which is bedding around with whoever you want to get in bed with. Mm. It's strife, it's envying. And Micah, you made such a tremendous analogy there that the new birth is... Have you ever thought of it like that? No, I hadn't. Coming out of darkness into light, like the darkness of the womb, Mm. into the light of life. And that is a beautiful illustration of salvation from darkness into light. Emmanuel, what is it from your... How would you explain to people... What does it mean to walk in darkness? Yeah, uh, I just have to say, Mike, I love that illustration as Mm. as well. Um, I'll copyright it. (laughs) (laughs) What is what is darkness? It's it's merely the absence of life, uh, light, and and uh, people who are walking in darkness, they may be walking in complete darkness. For example, you're walking in the jungle in a new moon night, Mm. and you don't know what is in front of you. You can't Mm -hmm. see the trail, and you're fumbling in absolute pitch black darkness mm. or sometimes it could be partial you yeah. could just barely see the trail yeah. but you don't know that a lion has been stalking you for the past mile mm. and you are walking into a trap mm. mm-hmm. so people who are walking in the darkness are vulnerable to be devoured by the lion and the bible says in 1 peter 5 8 because your adversary the devil walk it about as a roaring lion mm. seeking mm-hmm. whom he may devour that's good. Another another uh, characteristic of people who walk in darkness is mentioned in John 1 John 2:11. But he hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because that darkness 
had blinded his eyes. So we, you don't know where you're going. You mm-hmm. walk in hatred. You're mm-hmm. blinded and deceived by the father of lies. And do we see this in the world? Are we as humans walking in hatred? Um, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a lot of hate and there's a lot of murder in this world. When I think of walking in darkness, I think of how Jesus Christ was treated mm-hmm. when he was being hated by the world and then ultimately crucified. And he said an amazing thing. It's only in Luke's gospel where he stated it just like this in Luke chapter 22, verse 53, where Jesus said, When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. The power of darkness was upon those people who beat Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. who who mocked him, who spat in his face, who mm-hmm. put the crown of thorns on his head, who pierced his back with that terrible cat of nine tails, mm-hmm. and then who just completely despised him and set him, treated him like, like Herod, where it says they set him at naught. They treated him like a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. And that's how Jesus Christ is treated by many, even at Christmas parties. You know, many people will go to Christmas parties this year, but pe- people will get drunk at those parties. Mm-hmm. They will blaspheme God at these parties. Mm-hmm. They're not there to to rejoice in the Lord. They're there just to party. And and like it says in the passage we uh, you referenced earlier, Mike, in Romans 13, to be in drunkenness and chambering and wantonness and strife and envying. And when Jesus Christ was on the cross, the power of darkness, and that's the rejection of Jesus Christ. Mm. So you are walking in darkness, dear friend, if you are rejecting Jesus Christ and seeking to eliminate him from your life. That's not the place you want to be. Mm. Yeah. And, Pastor, even today in the sermon that we heard from Pastor Carmine, he preached, he talked about how in military training they had to be trained specifically to watch at night because yeah. he said that you know it was it's the best time to attack so the enemy will attack you at night in the darkness and so often we see that in the world but yeah. i was thinking of an, another illustration of the stark difference between darkness and light in the book of exodus when one of the plagues god sent on egypt was darkness and it was a darkness that they could actually feel and the amazing thing that was that just a few miles away in Goshen, the Israelites, they were not in darkness. These people of God, by his mercy, were living in light. And let me just read a couple of verses. Exodus ten, twenty-one. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Verse 22, And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Verse 23, But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. And it's the same for us believers. While the world is covered in thick darkness, we walk in the light of Christ. And one thing that I was thinking of today was, you know, if you were an Egyptian living in Egypt at that time in that place of darkness, I believe that you could probably go to Goshen and be in the light. You know, if you you left the city that you dwelled in and walked to where the Israelites were, then you would be in light. And I think that option is available for us today. We can go from darkness to light. That's right. And again, notice what Jesus said in John eight twelve. We could just go back to that text where he says, He that followeth me mm. shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So we have to be following Jesus. Amen. So I'm reminded of the Israelites in the wilderness journey yeah. when the glory cloud 
lifted up, they had to follow the light. Mm-hmm. Or else, if they didn't follow the light, yeah, what would in, they be they'd in? They'd still be in darkness. <laughs> they yeah. would be in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so, dear friends, you have to follow Jesus with our, your life, and that's what we all have to do. Let's follow Jesus Christ so that we walk in the light. And when you're in the darkness, though, guess what? To, to, to the people of the world, what did Jesus say? What's their attitude toward the darkness? They love it. He <laughs> says they love darkness rather <laughs> than the light. light. Why? Yeah. Because their deeds are evil. evil. So yeah. if you're in the darkness, many people are in the darkness, and it looks like they're having such a great time in mm-hmm. that darkness. Mm-hmm. Why go to the light? Yeah. Like people have literally told me, I want to go to hell with my buddies and be have a drinking party in hell. What a deception. What a lie. Mm-hmm. But the idea of loving darkness, too, when people are in darkness and following darkness and loving that, when you love something, what do you do? You make sacrifices for it. Mm-hmm. You give toward it. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, when you love something, love is making sacrifices unconditionally for the one that you love. Mm-hmm. So if you love darkness, you're really just loving yourself, but you're willing to make, uh, pay a great expense of sacrifice to buy that alcohol, to buy those drugs, to to do what you want to do in that darkness. Dear friend, repent. Mm -hmm. Turn around. Change your mind. Follow Jesus. Believe Mm -hmm. in him and walk in the light. And so let's let's go to the last thing here as as far as Jesus, the light of the world. We're saying that's an absolute declaration. There's an absolute difference between walking in the light, walking in the darkness. Now let's talk about the absolute deliverance. Emmanuel, how do we experience this deliverance in a practical term from darkness to light? Yes, Pastor. This deliverance that God talks about begins with salvation. We need light to shine in our hearts to overcome the darkness on the inside of our heart. And God has summarized the human condition and his solution to it uh, in the following manner. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Since the glory of God is in the light, we, having fallen short of it, are in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Just as a criminal deserves to be punished for his crimes, because of sin, we we deserve an eternal death. But God the Father, he had mercy on us, and God the Son died for us and paid for our sins on the cross and was resurrected on the third day. But in order to avail God's mercy, God does have one condition. If we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is the Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. So all we have to do is believe in him and trust his death as a payment for our sins. And we have to humble ourselves. And it was difficult for me personally in my own pride and arrogance and uh, anger that I stoked for years. I did not want to hear that. Mm. I did not want the light of this world Mm -hmm. but God loved me and persisted Mm -hmm. with me till I was at a place where I could not deny his light you know salvation is the absolute deliverance the salvation of Jesus Christ your friend and again I love this text where it says I am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life that's what we're talking about the absolute deliverance shall have dear friends I have good news for you you shall have the light of life, Jesus Christ, if you follow him, if you trust him, if you believe in him, you shall have him as your life. 
Yeah. Pastor, I, you know, every day it seems like the world is getting a little bit darker. Our political leaders, they're blindly leading the charge. And the prophet Isaiah famously wrote, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And we're just living in that day. This week, Congress passed the Defense of Marriage Act, which makes the legalization of gay marriage the law of the land. In other words, the Supreme Court cannot overturn it now like they did with Roe versus Wade. And the bill they passed had very few religious protections in it. I also saw this week that New York State has given licenses to sell marijuana to get this nonprofits that also have drug addiction recovery programs. So can you imagine these these groups, these nonprofits, they're giving sobriety counseling in the front, and then in the back they're selling drugs out the back. Yeah. And so, friends, we have to shed the darkness of this world. We can't expect the world to get lighter. We have to shed the darkness of the world and reject its values. We must look to the Bible as our moral compass and follow Christ, the light of the world. And let me just give this one quick example. So I told you last week that I was going to a Christmas party after the radio program. So I went, and it was a sit-down dinner. I wasn't expecting that, but that's cool. You know, and I sat down next to this guy, and I told him my name was Micah. And he goes, oh, Micah, like in the Bible, I'm a, I'm a former altar boy, he said, you know, kind of a lapsed Catholic. And he said, but I've never read the book of Micah. And so I gently kind of said to him, oh, you know, I, I have yet to meet a Catholic person who told me that they were encouraged to read the Bible. And he stopped me. He was like, no, no, no. Not that we weren't encouraged to read the Bible, we're actually discouraged from reading the Bible. So I just think, you know, if the Bible says your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path, if God's word, the Bible, is a light and you're discouraged from reading it versus encouraged, which every church I've ever been in encouraged me to read the Bible, and I love the Bible. So I could say a lot about that, but friends, this is a very, very practical way to walk in the light. Read the Bible. Read it. Study it. Meditate on it. And I'm going to say this as well. Maybe some of you are in churches and you're in still in darkness mm. because the very doctrine of that church is not the light of Jesus Christ. Mm. And if you're in a Roman Catholic system, you're in a dark place. Because they don't teach the true salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We're not saved through ritual. Mm -hmm. We're not saved through our infant baptism. Mm -hmm. There's no saving new birth through baptism, dear friend. The new birth is by faith in Jesus Christ, through Christ alone. Salvation is through Christ, not through a church, Amen. dear friend. It's not through eating a piece of bread. We don't receive Christ. We receive Christ by faith in mm -hmm. our hearts. His Spirit comes. Not a piece of bread yeah. isn't going to save you, but Jesus, His Spirit, will save you. And, and dear friend, when uh, if, if all you're trusting is your ritual, you're in darkness. And you need to come to the light of life, Jesus Christ, trusting only in him. And we invite you to our church this mm -hmm. coming Sunday. We're going to have a wonderful service. Yeah. You say, well, I've never been to any other kind of church, but maybe the Methodist church or maybe the Lutheran. And I'm, and I'm not to say our church is, is the best or the only. I'm not saying that at all. But we are a Bible-believing church. We love the Lord. We preach the Word of God. And we, have, we can give you the hope of Jesus Christ at Heritage. And we'd love to have people come. Yeah. And we're going to have a beautiful mini cantata this coming Sunday, December 18th. We're going to have beautiful Christmas music in the congregational singing. We have beautiful musicians who, who love the Lord. 
and who play to the glory of God. And we invite you, dear friends, and, and stay afterwards. We're going to have a, a pizza and wings, a simple meal, but a church supper this coming Sunday, December 18th, 11 a.m. And we meet at 490 Hudson Street, 490 Hudson Street. That's in the heart of Manhattan. It's in Greenwich Village area, 490 Hudson Street. It's between Christopher Street and Grove Street. And we invite you, implore you. <laughs> Does it come, sound like I want people come. to come? I think so. We're, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a I great service. I think I begged enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk finally about, because so that's how we have that deliverance. And again, so important. You know, the sinful heart of man looks to do something in order to be saved. Mm. But the way you'll come to the light is to realize it's done. Jesus Christ paid for your sins in full. There's nothing for you to do but truly trust him. So that's how we experience that. And then, Micah, how do we then continue that deliverance? By Because once we're saved, it's mm. not like, okay, I'm saved. Oh, yeah, I... I Ask Jesus to save me. We don't go back and just live in the darkness. Yeah. We've got to keep walking in the light. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Now, how is this deliverance experienced in, a, in practical ways mm-hmm. in our day-to-day life? Yeah, well, this verse just jumped out at me a couple times, actually, this week. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every per- perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So... If we want deliverance from darkness and if we want to walk in the pure light of the Lord with no shadows, there, there was that phrase, no shadow of turning, we must focus on the Lord and his word. We must completely surrender to him and walk in his ways. We all know that when we're holding on to sin that we don't feel like we're in the light. We are in some sort of shadow. And during those times, God often seems far away. Well, the Bible tells us that we can't serve two masters. We can't have the presence of the Lord completely while we're holding on to sin. So I just want to challenge every believer listening to this program tonight to examine themselves and pinpoint anything in their life that is keeping them from living in the light and in turn keeping them from reflecting God's light as we talked about as well. So whatever it is, get rid of it, repent, walk in the light, jump back into the word with two feet, and that's just the, the most practical. Those are the two most practical things that I can think of. Get rid of sin and be in God's word. Amen. And there are some things that you're struggling with and you need to pray with somebody about. Call us right now at 929-333-3739. So we're here talking as we close about the deliverance in a practical way, mm-hmm. day by day, through Jesus Christ. And what is it to walk in the light? Philippians chapter 2, I believe, really answers this question well in verse 13, where Paul says, For it is God which worketh in you. So once you're saved, God begins a work in you, and he's going to perform that work till the day of Jesus Christ. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's the grace of God. God gives you the will. That's the desire. And then he gives you the, the do power to do his good pleasure. The desire and the do power is the grace of God working in your life. Do all things, he says, without murmuring and disputing. That's how to be different. Mm-hmm. Don't murmur. Don't dispute. Don't argue with God. Don't complain. 
you know, if we if we just say I'm going to go to work, I'm not going to complain about my job. I'm not going to complain about the boss. I'm not going to complain about the hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to rejoice. I'm going to be content. I'm going to speak positive. You're going to be different. You're going to be in the light. You're going to walk as a different difference maker. And then he says that you'll be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. So we can't say, well, it's, it's so evil. I can't do that. Mm. I can't because it's just there's so, much, so many evil people around me. I, no, it says we're in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's one reason we have to be in church, Pastor. I don't know. Did we even read First John 1, 7 before? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from sin. And, you know, that verse, it says a lot of things, but one thing it talks about is that fellowship that we have with others who are in the light. And that's, again, one reason. Get in church, whether it's our church, whether it's another church. If you're not in church and you are able-bodied, please get into a church and fellowship with your fellow light bearers. And dear friends, we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. And it's among that that we shine as lights in the world. And remember, the spiritual battle doesn't get easier. Be prepared to take heaven by force. Stay in the battle. Delight in the Lord. Guard your heart. Spend time with your family. Serve God's people. Seek the lost with compassion. Never quit. Follow Jesus. Walk in his light. Stay in his word. His word will be a light to your feet. Good night, Micah, Emmanuel. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Jesus loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.